This is episode 17 of the Better Than Average podcast, taking a look at Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, playing Vandy in Nashville, needing to rebound after getting whipped pretty bad by Alabama. Didn't play well against Alabama. Need to play well and see how it plays out in Nashville. Better than average. You play football. Football? Oh, no. Juggernaut of a podcast. Better than average. Like a radio show that's not on the radio. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. (laughs) All right, so the Better Than Average podcast, it's a Mississippi State football podcast. It's for state fans by me, a state fan, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, This podcast presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. So anything land-related in North Mississippi, so buying or selling, and certainly big farmland, and farmers know about the Mississippi Land Bank. But even if you're not a farmer, if it's recreational property or place to build a home, anything land-related in North Mississippi, that's where you want to go, Mississippi Land Bank. This is not going to be a, a what you would call a comprehensive scouting report of Vanderbilt. Not that anybody would, and I'm just being honest, be 100% interested in that, right? Because, um, you know, honestly, it's a game. You're going into it. Vandy's got a first year. They're in a total uh, rebuild of a, a program that only in a few spots in recent history have had decent teams. Uh, they haven't had a good year so far and and don't have a very good team, frankly, uh, right now. But they have played some of their best football the last two weeks. They both have been losses. but in, And even though Vanderbilt got run out of town down in Gainesville, the final score was 42 to nothing. They were competitive with Florida somewhat in the first half of that game, uh, but didn't get blown out in the second half. Um, And then, of course, very competitive, had a lead in the fourth quarter at South Carolina and didn't hang on. South Carolina scored at the end and beat them 21 to 20. But I would say just, you know, I know they have wins this year on the road at Colorado State and then at home against UConn by two. And the win over Colorado State was by three. Uh, And then, you know, the other losses. So they're sitting there a two and five football team right now. I, I do think that the tape, shows you that they played some of their most competitive football and best snaps anyway on both sides of the ball in the first half against Florida and then last week on the road at South Carolina. So I think if you just look at it from their perspective, if you look at it from Clark Lee and Vanderbilt's perspective, they're 2-5, and five, um, felt like they should have won a game in the SEC last week and didn't hang on. They are probably – saying to themselves that these next two for them are very important. Okay, so I think if you're a state fan, you got to understand, I'm like you. There, There's every expectation that if state plays well, they go win this game and come out of there with a win. And it ought to look like a good win if state plays well. I mean, yes, I have that expectation too. But from Vanderbilt's perspective, what I'm telling you is they are talking about these next two home games, hosting Mississippi State and then hosting Missouri, as their opportunity to do something. They're going to host Kentucky after that, who's having a good year and is much better. And then they're going to finish the year with back-to-back road games at Ole Miss and then at Tennessee, and and they're going to be up against it in both of those, too. So I'm just telling you, 
that given the way things have gone so far, they're sitting there at two and five. They played good in the first half. I say good. They played better in the first half against Florida and then played poorly in the second half. They played two good halves of football for the most part and had a chance to beat South Carolina with a lead in the fourth quarter last week. So through their eyes, they are getting better. Okay, And through their eyes, they are going to circle these two home games, starting with State, as their opportunity to do something this year and give themselves a chance. Okay, so that this one is circled for them. I know that, you know, the other part of it is there's not going to be a huge crowd at this ball game. There, there never is in Nashville, and their players are used to that, right? So you've got that also. So I just think, um, to to me, it's almost like a similar situation State was in when they were going on the road to play Memphis. And that is, you're going up there, it's a place you don't necessarily look forward to going to, you know, uh, whatever kind of venue, not going to be a full stadium, not going to be an intimidating crowd, although there'll be some crowd there. And you just got to go and play well, play clean, and take care of your business. If you do that, you win the game. If you just don't have, you know, turnovers or crazy stuff or inconsistent execution on offense, you win the game. Well, they didn't do it at Vandy. This is, I mean, at uh, Memphis, this is a lot like that, you know, in some ways. And I'm not trying to build it up into something that's not. I'm just trying to look at the situation accurately uh, as these seasons for different teams sort of ebb and flow. All right, so here's what I want to do with you. I'm going to look at those last two games, the two leading into, and just tell you a little bit about Vanderbilt. So if you're up and, you know, let's say you're driving to the game, or if not, you're out and about, maybe go fishing, do a little hunting. (laughs) You want something to listen to while you're in a truck on Saturday morning leading up to a 3 o'clock kick. Maybe this will give you just a little bit closer of an idea of where they are and and you know we've all written Vanderbilt off. Um, they are at the bottom of the SEC, but kind of tell you what they've done the last two weeks, which might help us understand what we might see when they run out there against Mississippi State on Saturday. Against Florida, the final score there forty-two nothing, but it was twenty-one nothing at half. Um, but it was they had a chance. I'll tell you about that. But anyway, um, they made some mistakes on defense, particularly tackling. That's one thing that jumped out to me is how, you know, Florida was not only able to win the game but build the lead in the first half. Is Vandy had some missed tackles that led to big, bigger plays for Florida, and they were out of position some. And Florida does that really uh, to everybody. And in that game against Florida, they used a lot of four-man front. Last week against South Carolina, they saw a lot of three-man front. So they've they've done a little bit of everything. They haven't been locked into one particular personnel package on defense or one particular, you know, uh, type of coverage. They they do some different stuff. They are what you'd call multiple. That gets thrown around, but yeah, they, um, you know, primarily a four man front against Florida, a team that, you know, they wanted to have one more guy on the the line of scrimmage against Florida's run game, and part of that was they're in a four man front, but they lacked real consistent pass rush they couldn't get to Florida when they did try to throw the ball some um so and that's another thing for Vandy I think throughout the year it's been an issue is inability to get consistent pass rush uh, they've been blocked a lot now they were down 14 nothing and they actually made a play 
um, on a Florida tried to go uh, a little throwback screen and got it intercepted. Vanderbilt intercepted it. So they got this turnover down 14 nothing on the road, and you got a chance, you know. But they were unable to go and put points on the board. Their offense showed you in that first half against Florida that they are and, – and really all throughout the year. They're going to spread the field, a lot of two-by-two, four-wides, uh, single-back, and mostly shotgun. The quick throws, too, were kind of the most consistent part of their offense in that first half against Florida. They did get a few first downs, throwing slants out of four-wides and shotgun. <clears throat> A few other quick throws and that kind of thing. They're running back. Uh, he's got decent speed. He's not a huge guy, um, but, you know, decent speed. There's a few times like speed sweep and zone runs where he'd get to the outside and, and outrun a few guys out there and make yards. It's not like they don't get first downs. I mean, they do, and they have, and they've got some against Florida. They also use a traditional tight end, um, 11 personnel, if you caught that. That's what a lot of people call it, one tight end, and, and a running back. So they've got a, a traditional tight end who they'll use in all of their formation packages. They do, you know, it's it's a spread offense, spread zone offense. They tried some trick plays, and I think they will try to do that against anybody and everybody because it's a team that they're just looking for any way possible to move the ball and give them a chance to score. And like I said, lots of shotgun, four wides, three by one, two by two, stuff like that. Their kicker actually has a big leg, but he missed, what, two? Or was it three? It was either two or three. I know he missed two. It might have been three. But I know he missed two early kicks against uh, Florida. He's hit a 50-plus. He's got a big leg. Even one of the ones that he missed against Florida um, was about a 40-yard field goal, and he just crushed it. But it, uh, it, but he bounced it off the very top, tip-top of the upright. So, like, he, he crushed it. He just didn't have it online. He's got a big leg, but he's missed a few. Vandy had a little bit of success as the first half went on in man-to-man coverage against Florida. And just looking at it, I'm curious, you know, they may try a little bit of everything against State depending on how the game goes because last week Alabama showed that if you scheme it up at the right time, you know, you might be able to get um, to Will Rogers without him getting the ball off against man. The, the problem with the air raid deal, as we saw last year with LSU, is – if you go some blitz and man stuff and State reads it and gets the ball out, there's a there's always a potential for these big, huge plays. And most teams have tried to force State to – not giving them those chances, just force State to execute a lot of plays. And Alabama switched that up just a little bit last week. So I wonder if a team like Vandy, who's got to take some risks, watches that and maybe tries it themselves. Because like I said, there were a few times they covered them yeah, in man-to-man. covered Florida anyway, man-to-man, and maybe they, they may decide to try to do that against State also and bring some pressure, and we'll see if they do, if State's able to handle it. And, you know, they they uh, turned it over just before the half. Uh, they got some pressure, and it led to an interception. It was The score was 21 nothing at halftime, but Vandy did get the ball. They were down 21 nothing. They got the ball back with just a little bit of time left and drove it right on down to the one-yard line before half. It was like maybe – it was first and goal at the one-yard line, down 21 nothing at the end of the second quarter with like 50 seconds left. They had first and goal at the one and ran four plays and didn't score. What got them down there was 
kind of a wheel route that the quarterback made a, a nice throw and uh, catch. They tackle him at the one. He was he was almost in for a touchdown, but his knee was down at the one. So it's first and goal at the one, 50 seconds left. They ran it three times, decided to go for it on fourth down, had a two-man route out to the left, the wide side of the field. Sort of a rub route where the inside guy's running to the to the back pylon and the quarterback put it on him and he actually caught the ball and came down with it. And they initially ruled touchdown. You thought it was going to be 21-7 at half, but they reviewed it and saw that he did not quite control the ball enough through the catch off the sideline there. So they ruled it incomplete. That was fourth down and it turned it over on down. So they had a chance and made a few plays in the game. And I guess that's why, at least at halftime anyway, Mullen was pretty frustrated. And Florida blew the doors off of him there in the second half. The other thing to note is the kid, uh, Ken Seals, who was the freshman starting quarterback for them last year, played pretty well. You know, played pretty well against State. It was actually a close game in Startwell last year. It shouldn't have been, but it was. And uh, he's been their starter this year. But he hurt his fingers, like a broken finger or some sort of finger injury on his throwing hand against Florida. He didn't get to finish the game, and they brought in their backup, Mike Wright, who finished the game against Florida for them, just a couple of pass attempts. And then Wright started and played the whole game this past week on the road at South Carolina for Vanderbilt. So unless something has changed, that's probably who State will see at quarterback this week. All right, now let's talk about what they what I just a few things I saw from them against South Carolina last week. That game against South Carolina last week, you know, was really an opportunity for Vanderbilt to win and they just you know, they couldn't do it. Um they uh trying to look here. So a lot, you know, most of the scoring in the ball game was in the the first quarter. Most of it. It was a fourteen to three first quarter for South Carolina, and then of course the ball game winds up twenty one to twenty. So, you know, there's a couple different ways to to look at that one last week. It's it's at South Carolina. Neither's good teams. Neither team is really very physical. Most everybody else has been more physical across four quarters than either of these two teams throughout the year. And that's a big part of this Saturday in Nashville, if you ask me. But South Carolina did have a physicality advantage early in the game. Of course, they were at home. Uh, they were up 14-3 to after the first. And then Vandy found something. Uh, they put up a touchdown in the second quarter. It was 14-10 at half. Vandy took the lead. In the third quarter, went up 17-14. to 14, Went up with a field goal in the early fourth quarter. Went up 20-14 uh, to 14, uh, with a field goal there fourth quarter. And then, of course, the right at the end of the ballgame, a touchdown drive when South Carolina went back to the graduate transfer quarterback, Nolan. Doty got hurt, and so Nolan goes in there and took them on a drive right at the end of the ball game. Touchdown pass in the back of the end zone again because Vandy couldn't get a pass rush, and then the extra point was the difference in the game, 21-20. to So, you know, Vandy moved the ball and had scores in all four quarters of the ball game. South Carolina, um, a little flurry early, and then didn't score again until right at the end of the ball game to win it, you know. So that's just kind of how the flow of that game went last week. And like I say, Mike Wright played the whole game at quarterback for Vanderbilt. He went 11 of 21 for 206 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. As a team, they ran the ball for 106. 
and Rocco Griffin was their leading rusher with 57 yards and a touchdown. Wright was the second leading rusher. Just not much offense in the game uh, for Vanderbilt at all, but really for uh, neither team. So in watching it, a few things that about that game. You know, I mentioned to you they were kind of a four-man front a lot in the Florida game. They were a three-man look a lot in this game against South Carolina, I think, trying to switch it up. South Carolina ran the ball a little bit, but just trying to give them a different look. They mixed it up, but went with a different look more often, more of a 3-4 look. Early on, they gave up the scoring drive, and then they're down 7 nothing. They came right back and got one of their wide receivers behind the South Carolina defense, and the right made a really nice throw. Um, and, and they couldn't – I think that was the early one where they couldn't get a touchdown out of that opportunity on South Carolina's end of the field, had to go for a field goal and hit it. And then uh, South Carolina came right back, and they hit a vertical. They got a the 3-4 look of Vandy – Three down, four guys up, so linebackers, nickel, whatever the personnel is, but it was 3-4 and had all seven of them in the box versus a three-by-one, four-receiver look. And so South Carolina was able to protect it, and they used the back. Again, you couldn't get pressure from Vandy, and so they hit this vertical route and a missed tackle back there. It turned into a long touchdown play for them, and <clears throat> they were up. You know, that was their second touchdown of the ball game, And so that's kind of how the – the early part of the game uh, looked. They came back later. They got the Vandy got themselves another look at a man-to-man route where they hit a big throw. So that's what I'm saying. You know, they've had a couple of times where they did make some plays uh, over the last two weeks on offense. It just didn't lead to a ton of points. Um, you know, and again, talking about the flow of the game. You know, it's it's a Vandy team that. They gave up 14 points in the first 20 minutes of the game, and in the remaining 40 minutes of the game, they gave up seven. So they, it's not like they had a poor defensive ball game at South Carolina. They actually, you know, played pretty well. Um, and then they had this opportunity in the fourth quarter. They got two interceptions in the fourth quarter of this ball game. That's the other thing to look at here, and still gave up a score to win at the end. They had a fourth quarter. Uh, interception. They were in zone coverage where safeties are back on and stayed on top of the route, and the quarterback still tried to fit this vertical type of throw up the hash over a linebacker, and he just sailed it over the receiver's head, so it went right to the safety. They got a pick that way. Uh, they wound up getting another uh, fourth-quarter interception, and it was in zone coverage where they were, again, trying not to give up big plays, got another interception out of it. That's the one that led to an offensive drive to put a field goal on the board and it put them up 20-14 to 14 there in the fourth quarter. But then South Carolina goes to the backup and drives it down the field and wins it. So that's just a few details of the last couple of weeks. It, it showed me that, you know, they uh, they're, they're not a disaster that you might think that they have been, at least not every week, okay. And in the last two weeks they looked to – be hanging in there and 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 getting a little better. They've played a little better, made a few more plays, honestly, especially last week against South Carolina, which is a sign of, you know, a good group of guys who are listening to their coaches and who are practicing and fighting and scratching claw and haven't given up and they got some pride and you have to consider that when you're getting ready to play them. Um so that's just kind of how the last couple of weeks have looked. Now, with all of that said, 
a couple of my thoughts going into Saturday, and then this will kind of wrap it up, is you're probably, I would imagine you're probably going to see a motivated uh, group of Vanderbilt players who felt like they had a chance to win a game on the road, and now they're coming at home. And like I said, if you're them and you're looking at your schedule, they are about to play back-to-back home games against State and Missouri. And if they're going to do anything this year, they are thinking it's got to come these next two weeks, you know, frankly. And so you have to understand that, that with that thinking, if something good happens for them early in the ball game, if they get a turnover or create a fumble or hit a trick play or something, you know, for a touchdown, uh, they're going to have a little juice on their sideline. It's just what you're going to have to deal with. And so if your state, state has to do what everybody else has done that has beaten Vanderbilt is you just have to go and be the more physical team for four solid quarters. And you can't, ha- you can, you have to be more physical without a rash of penalties, no late hits, no personal foul QB stuff, no targeting stuff, but you just got to knock people around, be faster and more physical, especially in the line of scrimmage. I do think watching them that this is a, a game that's an opportunity for state's defensive front to really get after their quarterback some. Now, just like everybody you've played since Zach Arnett got here, you play the run on the way to the quarterback, and you got to consider they're going to do the same thing, try to make them one-dimensional, and it definitely, definitely can be done. Like I said, last week against South Carolina, who's not a very good defense and not a very good team, uh, Vandy only rushed for 106 yards. If your state – you go in there with priority number one defensively is we're going to be physical in the line of scrimmage and not allow them to rush for over 100 yards. We're going to hold Vandy under 100 yards and play the rush on the way to their quarterback so that when they do throw it, we hit him some and force him into some mistakes. I think it's an opportunity is what I'm saying for State's defense to make some plays this week. And then obviously it's an opportunity for State's offense. You know, I I, I halfway expect – Vandy to take some risks. Um, they are, you know, if we look at sort of a, a 10,000 foot look at um, the way defenses have approached State's offense, and going back to last year, y'all know the whole story just like I do, right? Like, so LSU, a whole bunch of man got beat real bad. Everybody since then, let's back off, let's go. Uh, most of the time we'll go too high, sometimes one, but most of the time we'll put two safeties back. We're going to drop eight in coverage, make sure we keep them in front of them, force State to run a lot of plays and execute in order to score with that passing game. And if we do that, they'll throw it to us some and, and make some mistakes. And a lot of times that has worked because the offense has been inconsistent, right? Um, but then the more recent trend is State starts – getting a little better, um, has shown it at times this year some consistency that they'll score and win if they do that, did against NC State. Then they go to A&M, had a really good night throwing a ball against good athletes who A&M tried some man coverage, State beat that. A&M tried some zone, State beat that. One thing A&M didn't do was put toes on the line of scrimmage and just all out come after you. And so when you played Alabama, they picked and chose two or three times in the game to do that, and it worked for them. So I would think, I don't know this, but I would think that for the most part, Vandy's defensive staff will look at it and say, you know, you're forced to play his own coverage against these guys. You've got no choice. We can't line up and play man. They'll beat us too often. But we also have to pick and choose some 
some times to rotate it down to man and try to bring some pressure to get to them, even if we have to show it early by putting guys on the line of scrimmage and force them to execute against it. Um, because they may think they may think they're going to get in a time in the game where they've got to have a turnover and create it, and that might be one way to do it. So I kind of halfway expect Vanderbilt to maybe even take some pressure and man-to-man risks against this passing offense that other teams haven't because that's the position they are in as a team. Um, yeah, so it's kind of what I expect. You know, if your state – Priority number one as a team in this game is to fly around and be the faster, more physical team. You hit harder, you tackle better, you block better, you play stronger than them. Don't don't get into a thing here where we've got stalemates and we're trying to just finesse our way through this ball game. You that's the last thing you want to do in a ball game like this is you want to go in with the priority that we're going to beat them up physically and let the chips fall. And then, you know, the priority is throwing and catching. Um, you know, it's a it's a defense that, you know, you're 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 gonna play a lot better ones and have already this year. So it's it's it, this one really is back to the old coach speak of it ain't what they do, it's what we do. It's reading it, balls out on time, I throw it, I catch it, we line back up. Throw and catch, throw and catch, throw and catch, and just this is a throw-and-catch ball game. If State executes, they're going to go up and down the field. And the way you open the door for Vandy is kind of the way South Carolina did it, is they didn't execute. Uh, they threw incompletions. They got in the fourth quarter, and they overthrew one and underthrew another, and you had two interceptions in the fourth quarter that you threw to them. And they went and put up field goals two different times in the game and and like they might have a chance to win, you know, and you had to have some heroics at the end to go win it. That's what happened to South Carolina is because they just didn't go out and have something they could consistently execute. So if you're state, you be more physical and you throw and catch on offense, uh, you're going to be okay in this ball game. And the biggest thing is, you know, you, you do have a lot of the eyes in the fan base, and I understand that, um, looking with a very critical eye. It's been that way all year. And that's fine. But looking with a very critical eye. And so it is one of those where if State goes in there and let's just say they win it like they did last year over Vanderbilt where it's closer and they kind of play okay and State didn't really play that great, but you still win the game. People are going to complain and we'll have a gnashing of teeth in the, in the reaction from a lot of people. Um, but ultimately – in this season, it's just a thing of you got to figure out some way to win the game and just get back home uh, because you need all hands on deck with a really good Kentucky team coming in You know, next week. I, as a fan, outsider looking in, I can go ahead and look at the Kentucky, but the team and the, and the coaches obviously cannot. So anyway, there you go. That's a little bit of a, sort of a capsule on the opponent for this week. Love to know your thoughts on it. Y'all let me know, and I'll see you on the next one. 